0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Invoking Witchcraft. My name is Jay. I am here with my co-host.
1: Britton. Hi. And we're
0: very happy to be here. Happy to see you this morning, Britton. How are you doing?
1: Oh, you know, just living another day in America. Uh, (sighs) (laughs) Like, you know, formula shortages and mass shootings
0: Yeah, we have some priorities really, really screwed up right now.
1: Right. Yeah. Some major there's some deep sickness um, going on these days.
0: Yes, absolutely. So remember to take care of yourselves out there and to vote accordingly and do the things that you need to do. Um, How are you caring for your mental health at this time? Is there something right now that's keeping you sane that might help somebody else?
1: Yeah. So right now I go for a four mile walk. Um, I mean, walk as far or as short as you want. Uh, Four miles is what does it for me. But I am lucky enough to live in a community that has a paved walking trail along the river that goes through my town.
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: It's really great. And... It goes right by my library and like through parks. And it really is the one thing I look forward to every single day. There's migrating birds going through the area right now. So I got to see a, um, I don't know what bird species it is, but uh, it was a beautiful black and yellow little dude hanging out in a tree. And I just like stood there for a minute with my dog and just watched this bird. (laughs) And um, just going for a walk, moving my body. You know, like there's that repetition of our bodies, like stepping, is mm-hmm. like meditative in and of itself. So I usually listen to like really soothing music, or I stress myself out, like I did this morning. I listened to Democracy Now while oh, I was no. walking. <laughs> I <not> do that. <laughs> so I was listening to the latest news in the world, and um, and yeah, it's just like it's just really hard to be a person in the world right now, especially if you're a person who's you know, pregnant or wanting to conceive or wanting a child in your life or, or or are a parent. Um, I think it's just, it's really hard. Um, It's a very scary time. Yeah. Thinking about the babies in this country and all everywhere. It's just really hard that kids really got to, you know, they got to go to school learning how to defend themselves from a potential attacker Right. When when we should be doing things like addressing gun control or right. addressing mental health.
0: Well, like, it reminds me, it's like, you remember that one time that someone may or may not have put poison in like a bottle of aspirin and now forever we have the, like, warnings and the, the tamper-proof caps and all this stuff, you know? Like, immediately jumping into action because there was a death to, you know, prevent that further. And we, mm-hmm. that's just not happening here with... The larger things that should be happening so it's uh, yeah so definitely if you are out there take care of your mental health I'm very um, pro being informed of what's happening in the world but also there's a thing that happens with the news as well it's kind of like when you're doom scrolling on like social media where it's like okay there there comes a point where it's no longer productive it's like get in find out what's happening in the world and then get out mm-hmm. and, and quite literally if you can go outside because similarly I've been I've been calling it my silly little run for my silly little mental health that I'm doing in the morning. Um, I don't go very far, very fast, but I go outside. Fresh air, a little bit of sunshine, a little bit of exercise, drinking some water, you know. Mm-hmm. Do do what you need to do. Go outside, touch the grass, see a cloud. Clouds are awesome.
1: They really, clouds are awesome. Trees are awesome. Running water is awesome.
0: Hang out with all these things.
1: yeah. and and breathe the air
0: yes (laughs) breathe deeply
1: (laughs) that was one thing i noticed on my walk this morning was like the um like the smells like it's uh we're we're just coming out of winter here in the high Mm -hmm. desert it was snowing just about a week and a half ago um so it's starting to warm up like today's going to be 80 degrees like suddenly it's summer and the warmth Mm -hmm. is like um bringing up all these smells from like the trees and the cottonwood and the grass and everything. And I was really breathing in the sense of my walk. And I was like, and it was just so comforting and so, uh, transportive. It kind of took me, took me, um, actually no, it didn't take me anywhere. It actually brought me to the present moment. I was like, this is really nice. (laughs) <laughs>
0: take you back? I've just been, I've just been yelling at my friend Noal. I'm just like, take me away, Natasha Bedingfield, take me away. Mm. Yeah, and getting that nice, good, like fresh air. You know, you fill your lungs with it so that you can then scream into the void. Um, very mm-hmm. helpful. Very helpful. I like it. Yeah. So go, go do your silly little things for your silly little mental health, and remember that we we love y'all, and we're so sorry it's the apocalypse, but it's happening.
1: Yeah, unfortunately in our lifetime, no. but you know, it's it's just the way it is right now.
0: Just the way it is. I keep going back to that one Tina Fey SNL skit where she's just screaming into the sheet cake because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> just scream into the sheet cake. Just like God.
1: Uh, sheet cake sounds great right now.
0: It does. Maybe we should do that after this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've been like treating myself once a day to something really good food wise. Yeah you know being mm. in a pregnant yourself. being in a pregnant body i'm just sort of like eh, fuck it i'm going to get that oreo blizzard right
0: it's the apocalypse you deserve an oreo blizzard
1: i love dairy queen
0: treat yourself
1: treat yourself <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all what are we talking about today so we're going to talk about well one, one of my favorite topics, plants. But more specifically, mm-hmm. we're going to go into plants that you might be overlooking in your practice. So we have our popular witchy plants.
0: Mugwort, Mugwort. yeah, that's always <laughs> the first one comes to mind,
1: <laughs> right? Rosemary and, and the popularity of baneful plants um, like pinbane, mm-hmm. belladonna, datura, etc. But what about our our more common plant friends that get a little over? You
0: just you just step right on over.
1: They're they're out there and they're probably in your front yard or down the street or on a walk that you take, and they're full of magic and uh, and aid and help for our life situations
0: absolutely and a lot of these are way more powerful than people give them credit for because a lot of times these are very common things yeah that we see every day and therefore we discount them as just kind of being like oh whatever like that's just something that i see every day like it's not exotic right and rare and all that stuff which is i think a big trap with witchcraft and especially plant magic is if it's common people think that it has nothing to offer mm-hmm. can't be further from the truth though
1: Right. And that's just such a it's a shame that that some plants kind of get lumped into um yeah, there's just like that common category of like, oh well they're they're everywhere, so why bother? You know, I want the exotic thing from far away or mm-hmm. something like that, or something that's really hard to find. Um and very often those plants that are like really hard to find are probably plants that should be like left alone in their habitat to do their right. own thing. You know, like I I came upon um, a l- aconite or bane, growing um, near the Columbia River where I live here in northeastern Oregon, but it was on a mountain.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so it was just like, uh, I believe an endemic aconite to this specific area so, so it was the like purple kind. yes and it was very rare and it was just like I was just walking through the forest looking for huckleberries and <laughs> and then it was like this ray of light shone down in the forest and like lit up this giant aconite <laughs> plant and I was like oh my god you know and it's like you know one if you touch it you die more or less if Yeah, you this, if you get the sap on your hands like
0: you don't bad. want that
1: bad news um but you know with the popularity of like poisonous plants and there's nothing wrong with going down the poison plant path very powerful pathway of working with plants but you know i was just like look don't touch really cool to have met you in the wild but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fuck with it you know
0: right and i think you know all things in due time and you know, walking before running—it's like absolutely the poison path is beautiful and has such amazing, interesting things to offer us. But I'm also like, have you met Dandelion?
1: <laughs> like, before have you we really? go over there,
0: <laughs> have you? Let me introduce you to my friend Dandelion that isn't going to fuck you up, um, and also has really interesting things to offer you as well. Um, mm. You know, I'm like, let's let's just—we're gonna go there, but we're gonna start here. <laughs> like, right? like that's right. That's, Right. And,
1: and, and we had a really a fantastic coven member and our, our uh, membership for the podcast made a really excellent meme uh, for us it was the person who's stepping up the stairs uh-huh. and they go straight to poison plants instead of the common plants. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> let's let's take baby steps first. Yeah. In uh, stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, our, our common plant friends can be just as potent and powerful. And our practice as uh, the big, big heavy hitters.
0: Right. And I find too, a lot of times that a lot of things that get in the way of our our magical practice or our magical prowess is simply just our perspective on things. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people really kind of cut themselves off from some very powerful plant allies that are just like right out front because they just turn up their nose at them. Like, oh, that's like a weed, you know, like the first one we're going to start with here is is like dandelion and people are just like. That's not witchy enough. And I'm like, you are missing an opportunity here. We're missing an opportunity
1: here. Dandelion is like one of the witchiest plants out there. I mean, literally growing wherever the fuck they want. They don't give a shit where they grow. Just
0: like up through the concrete, like I shall be ungovernable. Like, you know, just (laughs) they're just dismantling the establishment already. Just like through the cracks in the sidewalk. Yeah.
1: Yeah, fucking up
0: everybody's lawns, just like
1: pissing people off,
0: pissing people's beds,
1: pissing yeah, making you piss the bed. (laughs) That does
0: happen. Yeah, dandelion is a pisser. So if you are drinking the dandelion infusion, be ready to pee because it's really great at moving the liquids through
1: you. Right. Yeah, that's one of the um, common names, or one of the many names associated with dandelion. Is piss the bed.
0: Yep. Yep. It'll get you.
1: Yeah, so should we start? Let's dive into this list of plants and let's start with our good bud friend, Dandelion.
0: Dandelion, Dandelion, all the ways that I love thee. And I swear, if people just understood Dandelion more, they would have much less of this like war against Dandelion that I see everyone waging, spraying toxic chemicals all over the place. When, if they only knew how much this plant, number one, wants to help you and can help you, like Mm -hmm. not only in just like medicinal ways, but also in magical ways. Um, One of the things that comes to the top of my head first is. Anytime you have a plant that really thrives in like direct constant sunlight is it's going to have this great kind of solar element to it. Like St. John's Wort is really similar in that way where it just like really just takes just this direct beating from the sun and just thrives in it. Mm-hmm. And so like Dandelion too, really pulls forth that really intense solar energy, which is so energetic and so warming um, mm-hmm. in your magical work. And so like, I like to use it for things like if I need to energize a working or if I need to like uplift something, like if I'm working on a spell for like trying to like lift a mood of someone or something like that, you know, we can utilize like things like Dandelion or I like to pair Dandelion with things like, I was talking about St. John's Wort earlier and like citrine crystals and stuff like that okay. to really make this beautiful kind of sunny energy. And sometimes I... Um, I have the what they call the sad, the seasonal affective disorders, so like when the sun goes away, like eh. so sometimes I make a charm bag with like, um like dry dandelion flowers and like St. John's War and like citrine crystals and stuff like that. And I carry it with me and it does make me feel a little bit better.
1: Oh, you know? I love that.
0: Yeah, it's like carrying the sun with you.
1: That's really that's really beautiful. Um, It's interesting you say you associate dandelion with the sun and I do, too, but I also associate dandelion with the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, with their puffball seed heads because yes. it looks just like a full moon. And, mm-hmm. you know, the old folklore, you know, you blow all the seed heads off, you make a wish, et cetera, mm-hmm. if you can blow them all off. Um, I have also read elsewhere that you can um, tell the time. I, I don't know how I feel about this, but...
0: I've been told that, too.
1: Yeah, you can tell the time by how many seed heads are left on the puffball the puff uh, after you've blown them, so... You know, if it, there's three, maybe it's th- three in the morning or three in the afternoon. We'll have to try that. We'll have to try it. And then I think there's also lore around how many seed heads are left in wishing for love or something. But I'm not yeah, 100% there's a, clear.
0: There's a few like that where it's like certain amount of seed heads left, like odd or even, can be like some sort of a message. Or they'll be like um, however many seed heads are left is indicative of like how many years you may have left to live. Oh, right. Like I've seen those things too. Where I'm like, maybe I don't need to know that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't ever need to know when I'm going to die.
0: Yeah, that's not something I need to know.
1: <laughs> I am happy to be completely ignorant of that.
0: Right. Um, but I do like that you're talking about kind of being associated with the moon too, because I feel like dandelions that like, you know, get you a plant that can do both. Um mm-hmm. and I like too that once it does go into kind of like that puffball thing, more of kind of its Predominantly known magical things come out similar to kind of like you know the moon is kind of more on the magical end of the spectrum kind of like that witchy side mm-hmm. um, so I do like that um, the roots too so drinking dandelion root infusion not only is very good for you um, lots of minerals and things um, it's also believed to help aid you in psychic work yes So if you're a person that for some reason or another cannot consume mugwort, um, because mugwort, I want to say, it's one that you want to avoid while you're pregnant.
1: Oh, yeah, Um, definitely. Because it helps shed the um, uterine lining and is like, um, uh, it can cause contractions.
0: Yeah. So if you're just like not a person that can deal with mugwort, um, you may be able to handle dandelion, of course. Do your research. Talk to a professional before consuming. But um, it is said to aid in psychic work when you drink a tea or infusion of the root.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can make. um, I used to make a uh, really cool um, psychic visions tea. Ooh. and dandelion is used in like psychic visions products, Mm -hmm. Uh, like traditional oils and stuff like that. But I would make a tea with um, anise seeds, dandelion root. Marshmallow root and just a pinch of marshmallow root because it can really make your tea mucilaginous. It's, uh, yeah, it, makes it, it makes it a little slippery, slimy. Um, mm-hmm. And then a pinch of mugwort. But if, yeah, you're a person who's nursing or pregnant, uh, like myself, um, you avoid the mugwort. Um, mm-hmm. And the dandelion is safe. So um, you can also like really spice it up by roasting your dandelion root.
0: Ooh, yes.
1: And making it, it like nice and creamy. Mm -hmm. it's really tasty i love roasted dandelion root tea it's really good
0: i do too and it's so weird because like so we went off coffee for a while and everyone was like oh my god the like roasted dandelion root it's like the exact same thing as coffee you'll never know a difference now let me tell you that is bullshit
1: (laughs) that's a lie that is a (laughs) you will
0: know a difference um however it is a tasty cup of dark liquid that you make yourself in the morning it doesn't necessarily taste the same but it is a similar experience i'll give mm-hmm. it that where kind of especially if you're like a, a a ritual person that the act of getting up and making coffee and sitting there and drinking it is like a thing um then yes, I, I, I do recommend that, but it is not the same thing as coffee and I will die on that hill.
1: <laughs> same as an, can't avid, a difference. as an avid coffee drinker. It is literally nothing like coffee. Um, It's got like a caramel flavor to it, which I find really uh just, it's really fun to make your own tea blends for magical use. So mm-hmm. like the, the, that little recipe I gave for psychic visions tea, it's really awesome to drink. Before doing divination, um, for dreaming, and um, also as a hand wash. I've heard that dandelion root as a hand wash before you shuffle your tarot cards or work with with whatever divination device you're working with can also aid you as well as consuming it, but also washing your hands with it.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I hear very similar things about mugwort in that respect. And Mm -hmm. so maybe if, again, if you're not in a place where you can have the mugwort or if you want the kind of psychic boost during divination, but you aren't a person who can, for whatever reason, consume dandelion root, you could do the hand wash.
1: Yes. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. Or like you can even make a bath soak with dandelion Mm -hmm. as well. Like do the whole immersion and like really Mm -hmm. bathe in it. Like that to me would be excellent for dream time. Mm -hmm. with a little lavender Mm
0: -hmm.
1: there's so much you can do with dandelion
0: now that's interesting that you say um, for the dream time because I'm looking right now I'm looking looking Um, I currently have um, Nigel Pearson's wart cutting in my hand that I'm looking at Um, Mm -hmm. so I was checking this out earlier it says uh, leaving a steaming cup of dandelion root tea beside the bed at night will call spirits to you
1: I also saw this, that, um, and I did put this in the notes, but I overlooked it, that working with dandelion root will call spirits to you kind of, I think, similarly to the way that uh, marshmallow root works in that way, Mm -hmm. where it it attracts benevolent spirits to you.
0: Mm -hmm. I like that. It has some interesting stuff in here, too. It says, the plant buried in the northwest corner of the house will bring favorable winds, and to send a message to a lover... Uh, blow the seed heads in their direction whilst thinking of a message. Mm. And it says so the dried flowers may be added to divination incenses um as well.
1: I love that. Just know. what a multi-use plant. And you can in the spring, I find that in the spring is best. You can eat the leaves in your salad. Yeah. Like it's it's quite popular in Europe. Um mm-hmm. and sometimes you'll see dandelion leaves in the market out here um and they're always ridiculously expensive i'm just like it's fucking dandelion like
0: i know right i'm like like, i literally just grabbed this out of my yard like right
1: (laughs) (laughs) but like be mindful of where you're gathering um because dandelion does like to grow in some pretty like um
0: gnarly uh, places
1: gnarly places for sure Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: so just be mindful of where you're gathering you know
0: yeah Honestly, I grow my own dandelion. Yeah. I have a a big container pot. Mm -hmm. Just take a dandelion head over there and just whack it in there a few times and then water it. And then I got me a little dandelion garden happening. And therefore, I know where it's growing. I know what's been in that pot. Like, and you're ready to go.
1: Yeah, I love it. (laughs) And they're also just really a beautiful plant. I just don't understand this war that's being waged on dandelion and on air quotes weeds. Um, I was driving out to the mountain the other day um, out here and, and there was this farmhouse and it was just a carpet of yellow,
0: just a carpet.
1: carpet. I know it's so beautiful. Like, why would you want to murder all these delicious, delightful little plants?
0: Right. It's like, I'm just going to spray my whole entire yard with carcinogens instead of just loving this plant that's just here to help us like <laughs> stop the war on dandelions y'all stop the war.
1: right okay we're gonna make this whole episode about dandelion oh, <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> okay. okay which one do you want to go to next feel free to go out of order if there's one that you're like
1: okay cool uh, well there's some plants here that i'm completely unfamiliar with and i'm like a plant nerd so i'm just like tell me everything jay what is witchgrass
0: witch grass oh my god okay witch grass this is another one where I'm like y'all don't understand because I'll be like pointing it out and I'll be like look at this magical plant people will be like um Jay that's grass and I'm like yes it is (laughs) but it's it's not just grass there is there's more to it than that um so there's a kind of a special genre species whatever I'm not a botanist don't come for me um of grass called um We call it witch grass. Um, A lot of times you'll find it called couch grass or dog grass. Um, It's kind of like a a very hardy kind of weedy version of grass. That's just like a little more exciting than your average like lawn grass.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And it can be used for all kinds of stuff. Um, People will stuff um, poppets with it. But it's really, really great for um, like banishment or protection or um, getting rid of things, um, unhexing, things like that. So a lot of times it's burned. So what I do is I I pick it and it comes in like these just big, long clumps. So I just get a bunch of clumps and I just braid it like like sweetgrass. But it, it, it comes so thickly that I just get like this big... Stump of a braid, essentially, and then I just burn it in a stick, like you would, like rosemary or sage or anything like that, where you buy mm-hmm. kind of like a smoke bundle. Um, so I just do it in a braid like that, and then you can burn it. Um, it's excellent for shooing away evil spirits, bad spells, just kind of generally cleansing and hexing. It's really good for just any sort of banishment where you just want to send something away. Um, and a lot of times these types of grasses, you know, we talked about kind of it being used in poppets or whatnot, um, kind of like Spanish moss or corn silk or any of those things. Um, it's, really use, it's really useful for um, kind of just like entangling other people's bad spells or whatever that they might send your way. Um, so it just kind of creates like a netting or like a filter for that as well. Um, so you can use it for all kinds of stuff.
1: Wow, I'm looking at it on the internet right now.
0: You totally have it like in your your yard right now. It's just...
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have seen this plant, but I had no no clue. Because like for me personally, when it comes... And I am like sort of a low-key botanist. When it comes to grasses, I glaze over. I'm just like...
0: Right, it's, like it's grass. Fucking,
1: <laughs> it's fucking grass. Like. <laughs> but I have friends who are like, you know, h- hardcore botanists. And they're like here's this grass and this other grass and this sedge. And I'm like, what the I'm just like, no.
0: It's all the (laughs) same. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm trying to find there's a specific um, agropyrum is what shows up a lot um, for the name, for the scientific name of it. Uh, the mm. one that I'm
1: seeing come up is Panicum capillari. I oh, hope I've seen I'm that saying, one too. Yeah, I think yeah. I, hope, I hope I'm saying that right. The capillari. I think there's a few
0: different versions of it. And you'll find that when it comes to magical plants that like technically, scientifically, they're not the same plant. But like they'll all kind of be used a very similar way um, or can be entertained interchangeable. Love me some witchgrass. Don't discount it just because it's grass, y'all. And when I first heard it was called witchgrass, I was expecting it to be like black or something or like only grow at night or like you know now it's just grass y'all it's just grass
1: Just grass very cool i'm gonna have to go check yeah. that out um definitely it's probably growing in my yard looks probably so, looks so familiar um so i picked which grass how about you you pick the next next plant
0: um you have alder here and i'm really interested because okay. getting into trees as well. Like, it's important. Yeah. people overlook trees.
1: People really do overlook trees. Um, alder is a medicinal tree. Alnus uh, rubra is the red alder. I believe I'm saying that right. So, medicinally, it's used as, like, a lymphatic. It's quite a watery tree. It's oh. located in, like, pretty swampy areas. It's also considered a, considered a weed tree or a pioneer species. It kind of paves the way for other plant species. It fixes a lot of nitrogen into the soil and stuff. Oh, that's um, what's
0: helpful.
1: It's quite a helpful plant, quite mm. a, an amazing tree. And um, the bark is what's typically used in medicine. And I really like to utilize the young twigs in the spring for mm. medicine making. And I also notice that it has quite a... Um, Drawing capacity if you put it in oil um i do oh. um i do a really interesting combo of yarrow and alder in coconut oil and use it as a mouthwash um like oil pooling yeah and in people who have had tooth problems like a friend of mine um they could not close their jaw because they had impacted wisdom teeth
0: uh-huh. but
1: whenever they swished with this oil they would be able to close their jaw Oh. And it just like got the fluids moving mm-hmm. in in their mouth and everything and drained it.
0: Oil pulling so, is such a weird thing. I've done it before. Uh, it does seem to help,
1: though. And it makes my teeth and mouth feel very clean. You know, but I'm not going to I'm not. I saw an article many years ago where people were going off about oil pulling and how it made them lose weight and their skin cleared up and their teeth were whiter and i was like we're not no. gonna
0: say it's a cure-all for all
1: it's not a cure-all
0: <laughs> i lost weight and i got a boyfriend and my student loans got forgiven because of the oil fishing.
1: <laughs> my student loans um so that's kind oh of my- like you can draw some magical qualities and this is mostly like personal gnosis in mm. my relationship with alder what i know of alder i do know some like traditional folklore around the tree um But what I have found is that it is a liminal tree between worlds. Um, They, you know, they're rooted in the earth, yet they love the swampy, watery areas. So they kind of have like this liminal uh, space. Also, the older an alder gets, they're a fast-living tree. They seem to be half dead, half living. Oh. Yeah. And they will sometimes exude, um, especially red alder, uh, a red-like sap will drip from Dying parts of the... It, it looks like blood.
0: That's intense.
1: It's pretty intense. And so, for me, it's been a tree of the other world. It mm-hmm. has is given me access to the other world in doing, like, journey work and trance work with this tree. It's one of my closest allies and stuff. And they have strong connections with um, bears as well. Um, huh. And traditionally. Um, but... They are used in uh, protection work to protect huh. yourself from enemies. Yeah, like you dig up a piece of the root, which is would be very hard to do.
0: Yeah, I bet.
1: Like super hard to do. You got to pers- work for that. You really got to work for that. Personally, I would probably not take a root.
0: Yeah, that seems I mean, a little mean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the thing is, is like if alders growing next to a creek and the roots are exposed maybe then you could grab a root fairly that would easily. Make sense. You know what yeah. I mean? Like where there's like some erosion occurring. Um, but I feel that you can probably just take a branch or some twigs or some leaves and that too can be used in protection work as well.
0: Right. It's like kind of like Angelica, like everyone's really obsessed with the root, but I also like to work with the leaves because also you don't have to dig it up that way, you know?
1: hmm Yeah. So that's good. Um, but yeah, alder... Has a um, big bright up in uh, Hoodoo Urban Root Magic by Cat Ironwood. And it's recommended as a restorative tea for those who have been tricked. You drink mm. a cup of alder leaf tea daily if somebody has magically hurt you. Um, it's a gradual effect to clear the jinx or the trick that somebody has put on you, but it, it helps clear it up over time. So it's like, it's mm. like, you know, maybe you did like a reversal candle spell and mm-hmm. then you follow it up with some alder tea to kind of like carry over the effect.
0: Restore some stuff, you know.
1: Yeah. And then a tonic um, situation. And then strong protection from your enemies. So if you have like a known enemy. Just buddy up with some alder.
0: I like to and something that you, you guys have probably maybe picked up on so far is that they're is a definite connection between kind of the plant behavior, if you will, and its medical properties and its magical properties. Yes. So like, as Britain's talking about like, Oh, this is a a plant or this is a tree that tends to be very watery, tends to pull a lot of fluid through it. And then mm-hmm. it assists in the lymph system, which is also a very kind of similar situation in our body with like the movement of fluids and, and mm-hmm. filtration and stuff like that. Um, and then we go into, um, the magical property too and it all kind of carries over and all kind of connects it's similar to sort of like um the doctrine of signatures as they say where it's yeah. like oh this plant looks like a liver therefore we think it does something for the liver you know sort mm-hmm. of like that and we kind of do that magically as well like oh this plant has leaves that look like a tongue so maybe it helps us with some sort of speech magic or something or communication or something like that you know right. um So you'll, by kind of learning these little connector things, you can kind of figure out what a plant is for, even if you can't find it in a book or,
1: you know, whatever. I love running with Doctrine of Signature. Sometimes it lines up, sometimes it doesn't. Um, But I think it's a really great way to uh, kind of let your intuition run when interacting Mm -hmm. with a plant, because it it enhances the natural um, relationship between you and the plant and like your personal gnosis with this plant. Exactly. Um, And like you were saying, like with Alder in moving out stagnation in the lymph system, if we are feeling stagnant spiritually, Mm -hmm. perhaps we work with Alder to get them, the waters flowing. Get things moving again. Yeah. Like maybe our psychic senses feel dulled and we can get the waters flowing again Mm -hmm. with with some Alder.
0: Yeah. Or some dandelion, right? Or some yeah.
1: dandelion. Or some RBFF witchgrass. dandelion.
0: <laughs> All
1: the things. Um,
0: now, so I think one that's like a really good example of this, kind of like what we're just talking about, is I have on the list here English ivy. Mm-hmm. Or just kind of like your, your garden variety ivy that you see kind of like growing on buildings. Um, it's really common over here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, it's the kind that you see like growing on old cottages and stuff like that. Or like, or, you know, the witch's cottage in you know movies or whatever um it's a very common Mm -hmm. ivy now it's interesting because this plant um one of the things it's really known for is actually being quite destructive because it will just like latch onto everything and grow on it and like it will pull the siding off your house um if you let it get too crazy because it will just straight up like attach to it or like it'll attach to like brick um, and just like slowly just like eat the brick as well. Um, so it tends to be kind of destructive. Um it tends to blanket really fast over an area. Um, so which is kind of similar to Blackberry, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, so I do like English Ivy for things like baneful work. Anything that is just so overwhelming like that mm. that just like completely covers an area and then just like, you know, dismantles it very quickly, um, is very helpful. So again, plant behavior to magical usage um similarly people often use um english ivy or ivy as a protector Hmm. because not only does it cover an area really well Mm -hmm. like a second skin just completely covers it and creates like a barrier between this thing and the outside world but all the little leaves to me look like little shields oh yeah right Yeah, And so you can kind of make that sort of connection there as well. And it has really interesting properties. I was looking it up before we got here. And apparently it does something like it's one of those plants that's really good at just like sucking the toxins out of the air.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, So like and like mold spores, too. It's something like within 12 hours, it will clear something like almost 80 percent of mold spores out of a space. Um, It's like that fast like really really
1: efficient. If you live in the Pacific Northwest, like that's. Like, everywhere there is mold.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. And then they had, like, a bunch of other, like, um, like air chemicals, like formaldehyde and, like, toluene or something else, like, um, that it pulls out of the air really efficiently and gets rid of it. And I'm like, well, that's also makes sense about why it would be used for protection, because it just pulls mm-hmm. nasty stuff out of the air and makes it all okay again. It just cleans all that stuff out of the air. So, it, it would make sense that that would be used for protection. So, um, again, you can look at kind of the function of the plants themselves in kind of a more mundane or, or scientific capacity, and that translates over to the magic. They make sense together. A lot of times, like, the medicinal will make sense with the magical as well. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's kind of things to look into or, or what the plant looks like. Again, I feel like they all look like little shields. And so you're covering your home in a bunch of little shields, you know, but also don't let it cover your home because that'll that'll be bad, but you know what I'm
1: saying. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. I love that. I love that take on English ivy. Our friend, Peter Michael Bauer, who we interviewed a little Mm -hmm. while ago, um, English ivy is also like very invasive to, especially this region in particular, uh, the mm-hmm. Pacific Northwest, it's b- just as bad as blackberry, Himalayan blackberry. Um, and, um, he makes baskets. He just harvests oh. the shit out of it and makes baskets out of English ivy and stuff. Um, right? but I could also see bringing, um, I was, it's funny. I was at my friend's house in Eugene recently and was just walking around their huge yard and noticed, like, a little ivy creeping out from underneath the neighbor's fence and, like, into their yard. And I was like, mm. huh, interesting. Like, what if you transplanted it into a pot, brought it into your house, had a nice ivy plant growing in your house, one, clearing the air yeah. of all the nasty gunk, but also acting as, like, in-home protection.
0: Right. Right. Or just like you know, give it a little something to climb on. You know, give yeah. stick a little trellis behind it. Let it do its little thingy in a controlled environment,
1: and then there you go. Neat. I just do clean have in your air two other things with ivy okay. though that I looked yeah. up. Is one ivy is commonly associated with Dionysus and Bacchus. Oh yes, right and revelry and drunkenness and the Bacchanalia and all that. Right, <laughs> getting wild, <laughs> but. Yeah. Also, magically, apparently, it prevents drunkenness. Really? Yeah. I want to... Well, I'm sober, so I can't really experiment with that. (laughs) I will report back. (laughs) Also pregnant over here, but I want to know. I just want to, like, how? Why? It's kind of like, you know, they say amethyst also prevents drunkenness. Does it, like, prevent you from drinking? Or does it, like, prevent the alcohol from, like, affecting you too much? I don't know. I have questions. I'll have to
0: experiment this summer. I'll let you know.
1: Okay, tell me. I did
0: see interesting things, too, with it as well, um, about, like, love and fidelity magic, because, like, we were talking about, like, the English ivy will, like, just, like, cement itself to a surface. Like, if you ever tried to pull the ivy, like off of like a wall or, or the siding of your house or something like that, it will like pull the paint away with it and everything because it will just like glue itself there. Mm-hmm. So things like um love magic, um, fidelity magic, also fertility magic, because it's so like it it just grows so fast and is just mm-hmm. so full of life, you know, um is really good for those things as well. I love that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think it would be a great segue into our our best friend here in the Pacific Northwest
0: and our worst enemy
1: and our worst enemy. (laughs) We love and hate blackberry.
0: Yes. There is so much of it.
1: More specifically Himalayan blackberry, because we do have a native species here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm creeping or crawling blackberry, which Mm. is um, not as, uh, as insane as Himalayan blackberry.
0: (laughs) It's more well-behaved.
1: A little more well behaved and and quite beautiful too. Their leaves are very like lacy and delicate compared to Himalayan blackberry. Oh, really? They're gorgeous, gorgeous plants.
0: Sounds lovely. Yeah. So, what are your favorite uses for blackberry?
1: Magically. Um. So I have heard, have not experimented with this yet. Um. But you can make uh, whisks or bundles.
0: Oh yes.
1: Yes, of of blackberry vines and twigs. Mhm. Um I, I don't know how you would want to do that cuz like obviously it's extremely thorny. Um so maybe the part you would hold, you would want to dethorn, maybe the rest of it you want to keep the thorns on um mm-hmm. as like an extra layer of like shielding and protecting, but it um I know that it's used in protection work as like a mm-hmm. whisk. To kind of like you can fling fluids around the house, Mm -hmm. um, use it as a wand. Um, But I also do know that the leaves are used in um, returning, return to sender work, so reversal stuff.
0: I love a blackberry reversal. Mm. That will fuck somebody up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. We're like making like wreaths of the blackberry um, vines and then wrapping cord through them, sort of like a dream catcher, Mm -hmm. um, just kind of like create like this webbing um, there and kind of hanging that as a charm to kind of like catch and return whatever um, might be sent your way. Absolutely. Blackberry is wonderful for that reversal magic.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow, that that sounds fun. Um, I know medicinally they're used as an astringent um, and they can tone and tighten areas of the body. Um Um, and stuff like the roots specifically. They're quite astringent.
0: Then I'm betting then that could be used for um like shut up work as well.
1: Right. A little like things that are good
0: for like tightening. Yeah, Mm -hmm. are really good for getting someone to shut up. Um so things like alum or like sour things or anything like that. Um Mm -hmm. interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, but I think I don't know. I have I have feelings about invasive plants. You know, they're only crime is that they are thriving. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
0: and they didn't ask to be brought to places where they right. are invasive. <laughs> right. right.
1: It's not It's not their fault um, that they're being successful. And they're getting in the way of, like, air quotes, progress, and mm. etc. Um, but Blackberry, like, it is kind of like a double-edged sword. You know, it provides shelter and food for... Humans and more than human kin, and um, yet yeah, it really like does create blockages and barriers in the landscape.
0: It really but what does.
1: I, but what I've also heard this kind of suggested is that, like poison oak, brambleberry or brambleberry, uh, blackberry often creates a barrier uh, to land that needs to heal.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. And there's also, if you've ever looked, like out here specifically in the Pacific Northwest, like bramble hedges, like Mm brambleberry hedges get enormous.
0: Mm -hmm. Like
1: like towering. And they're just like walls. And you can see tunnels through them, through the thickets. And to me, Mm -hmm. that's a very like magical space. And I do know that if you like enter into an archway of Blackberry, it will help cure certain ailments. Um inf- mm-hmm. like this is folkloric information, um, like boils, pimples, uh, whooping cough. <laughs> I read this morning about that. <laughs> I was like, uh interesting, okay.
0: Interesting. Definitely yeah. see a doctor for that one, but yeah. you know couldn't hurt my health <laughs> to right. go through
1: the Blackberry. <laughs>
0: That's interesting, though. You're talking about it kind of taking over or kind of like protecting land that needs to heal. Because like you're talking about kind of the poison oak or or was it poison oak or poison ivy or I guess both.
1: Um, Both, but out here specifically, it's poison oak in the Mm -hmm. northwest.
0: Having that be like. I think that's really important and that creates kind of a, a boundary plant almost kind of like. You know, and and not just like, you know, a physical boundary, but also like, you know, like a boundary that you would do with another person. Like, hey, this is mm-hmm. my space. This is space where you need to not go into. Um, mm-hmm. like kind of setting up that boundary. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, and the blackberry, the raspberry, um, are all they're they're in the rose family. Like if you take oh. a good a good look at a blackberry flower, uh, it's it's very similar to a rose flower, like wild rose mm-hmm. specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, so there is like this connection to that boundary holding and that space holding and boy, blackberries are also just really delicious. They are like, they're so good. And, um, in the summertime, especially if they've been like basking in the warmth of the sun for a long time and they've really Mm -hmm. developed their sugars. Like I swear to God, they often just taste like cotton candy to me.
0: They're so good, and they're so good for you too. Right. Like those, like deep purple, like mm. berries and stuff like that. Always have such good stuff in them for you. Yeah, but you were telling me earlier that there might be a reason not to pick them after a certain time, or oh, there's yes. some some folklore here.
1: So you may be playing with fire if you pick blackberries after September 29th. Okay, what's aqua- special about okay.
0: September 29th?
1: Accord it's St. Michael's Day.
0: Uh oh, 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 yes, 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 okay.
1: I should have known that. So okay, according to folklore, when the devil was thrown out of heaven by St. Michael, the mm-hmm. devil landed on a blackberry bush and cursed cursed mm-hmm. it. Or other folklore has said that the devil peed on it oh. and cursed. The blackberries, and so around September 29th, it's kind of like mm, maybe you shouldn't be picking blackberries, or maybe eat any bramble berry for that matter. Mm-hmm. But shout out to Miss uh, Graveyard Dirt on Instagram. Miss Love Graveyard, that oh yes, Miss Graveyard Dirt is like an old school internet witch. Like I was following her back in like two thousand six
0: dang which was like you know four years ago like which was
1: like a while ago (laughs) (laughs) and she's just super rad and i remember reading a post of hers so all credit goes to miss graveyard dirt shout out if you're listening um that she was like i'm gonna fight fire with fire i believe this came from her and she's like i'm gonna pee on the blackberry bushes and i'm gonna fucking harvest these blackberries no matter what you know so i like that yeah, you just pee on it, and, you know, we're staying on brand here. We're a pee-positive podcast, so just pee on it.
0: Assert dominance over the devil by peeing on the Blackberry bush and eating them anyway.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like
0: that.
1: <laughs> because the Blackberries can still, you know, they come in succession. It's like they come in waves. hmm You know, they're not all ripe at once, but, mm-hmm. like... Late July, like August, depending on the weather and everything.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And your elevation and all that.
1: Yeah, all that stuff. Like, you can still find blackberries at the end of September. So,
0: Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So I had heard something different, but very similar. Kind of the idea of of the devil landing in a blackberry bush. Um, So I was told that that's why you need to um, go get the blackberries so that you can get them from the devil and then be like, ha ha, got them first bitch. Um, Oh, I like that. But I had never heard like a date or like a deadline for it. It was just like a go get them so that the devil can't. Um, Oh, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Fun. I like both ways. Either way, pick a blackberry, eat it. Pee on your best life. Yeah. Pee on it. Maybe not directly on the blackberry, but like, you know, the plant.
1: Yeah. Like down below, you just sprinkle, sprinkle.
0: Or I mean, you know, you do you. I'm not here to, you know, tell anybody how to live their lives. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I think we have time for one more. Is there is there one that you want to go into? I'm gonna
1: let I'm gonna let you pick since I kind of segued us into blackberries.
0: Um let's talk about white clover.
1: Okay. Clovers, yeah. And white clover. Clovers in
0: general. Yeah, white clover. Um because this is one, again, that people just look over. It's something that, you know, everyone's seen, everyone's picked, everyone's, you know, poked at at some point in their life. You know, clover, it's all over the place. Um, I like working with white clover um, because it has this, like, really beautiful, like, purifying energy, very uplifting, very positive. Um, I like to use it in, like, um, mixtures for blessing or mixtures for, like, uncrossing, especially because it's often surrounded by three-leaf, you know, clumps which is, you know, three is a very powerful magical number um, that we see over and over again. And so working with like this beautiful white spherical kind of almost moon-like flower mm-hmm. um, surrounded by threes is, is so, I, I feel magically potent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to use it for like blessing again, you know, uncrossing, uplifting, purifying, um, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, you can also work with like the red ones as well which case like I would use that for something like love or romance or things like that. Um, But yeah, I I love me some clover.
1: Mm -hmm. And you can kind of find it like everywhere. Yeah. Um, Like it's all over the place, especially the white clover, red clover can be a little bit. um, It depends on where you're at. Like out here, I find it in pastures a lot of the time. And usually Mm -hmm. pastures are like private land And if you step on a private land, you could probably get shot out here. So I just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we live
0: rural, y'all.
1: Yeah, rural. Don't
0: just go on other people's land.
1: Do not, or you will get shot. Um, But yeah, I love red. I'm like particularly fond of red clover. um, because It's it's Also, they're like very edible. Like you can eat the flower heads and like throw them in Mm -hmm. salads and they're sweet. And the tea is delicious as well um and yeah like you were saying it's really good for like love magic and fidelity in marriage mm. and marriage and in that that realm as well um but not only are like four leaf clovers lucky um i was reading grabbing my book here the master book of herbalism by paul burial
0: i need this book it sounds really dope
1: well also it has a really beautiful simple cover i don't know if you can see that jay mm-hmm. it's really yeah. pretty it's really pretty Um, But Paul, our buddy Paul, was saying that um, if you find, uh, well, they're very common, but three-leaf clovers, which are everywhere, is good for the use of studying magic and will aid you in the study of magic. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so I could imagine combining a three-leafed clover with, like, Master Root, Master of the Woods, Solomon Seal...
0: Mm-hmm, for like mm-hmm. a
1: good like occult study like study focused um charm, like charm bag. bag yeah or like something to set on your altar in a bowl or so- or something like that or put it in a candle like a candle used for like i'm gonna light this candle while i'm studying or reading mm-hmm. occult literature something like that sounds really fun
0: so here's the spell for y'all get yourself like a little bowl right And then grab those things that Britton was saying. So you had a three-leaf clover, some Solomon's seal, master root, master of the woods, right? And you take a purple candle Mm. and you dress it in grapeseed oil and you put it in the bowl. And then you put those around it in the bottom of the bowl. And then you light the candle while you're studying. Voila.
1: You have ambience. You have magic. You got the whole thing. You're ready to go. look at us we should have our own cooking show or something
0: (laughs) i was gonna say (laughs) podcast we should have our own podcast we should
1: just start our own podcast
0: (laughs) we should we should absolutely (laughs) all right you guys um so hopefully y'all learned a little bit today as far as maybe some plants you might be overlooking that are just around you that are very magically powerful um So get to studying that occult with our new spell we just got for you here. Yeah. Um, Make sure to get those blackberries before the devil does. And
1: And, if uh, the devil gets to them, you can just pee on it and gather them anyway.
0: Right. Assert your dominance. Mm -hmm. Pee on it. Mark your territory. And most importantly.
1: Do witchcraft. do Do it. Support for this podcast comes from our listeners. If you would like to support Invoking Witchcraft with a one-time donation, please go to invokingwitchcraft.com backslash donate. Or if you'd like to become a premium listener, join the coven at invokingwitchcraft.com backslash coven. There you'll get access to our exclusive Facebook group for discussion and connection, as well as access to occasional workshops. We hope to see you there.